0: Hello and welcome back to episode 8 of the ID Boxing Podcast with me, your host Rob Tebber. As always, I'd like to remind everybody to please like, comment and subscribe. Turn your notifications on for more boxing content. Now that's out of the way. It is fight week and I am delighted to be joined by Mr. Barry Jones and Mr. Andy Clark for our big Javonte Davis, Ryan Garcia preview. chats. I'm very excited about this weekend. Not as excited as, as you by the looks of things, Barry. you got your tracks on back the front.
1: It's not. <laughs> it's not, it's not, it's not That's not, how excited he is. It's, like. Like no sponsor not, not do to sponsor this thing. It's just this. That's on your bum. Yeah. Why are you looking at my bum? I'm just thinking, like, are you in your pajamas again? I
0: think we're gonna have to, <laughs> we're gonna have to have some words with Barry. But anyway, um, Andy, how are you looking forward and to this fight. No, no, no. Well, I asked you how you were, and you decided what? to piss what? about. What if I'm bum? What's you? the problem with that?
2: I'm really, really well, and very, <laughs> much, very much looking forward to the fight <laughs> this that weekend. That? Honestly. What's that? What's that? Well, you know, if you are feeling a little bit <laughs> tired, if you two need a little bit of a pick me up, then. Uh, Bit of product placement I was promised on the podcast this oh. week. Le Coco chocolate made by my wife, uh, and the reason it features is because they've been pestering me these lot, these ingrates, to bring some in for a long, long time. So I decided I would bring it in. We demand today. free stuff
1: yeah. on the. They do,
2: stuff. It's it's they do demand free t- t- stuff. They do. He took the chocolates
1: out the empty boxes. Well, actually, <laughs> there was six
2: at home, and two of them were empty. So I, I, there okay. was four of them. I. <laughs> decided to so bring in. What, what, what's the Look difference? The, 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 difference is, the, the difference is, those are all dark chocolate. The difference okay. is where they're from. So it's Belize, Guatemala, Dominican Republic, and Haiti. They're all 70 oh. or 73%. Uh, you have
1: a bank account in each one of those countries, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly convenient. right. Convenient. Yeah, <laughs> like, we <laughs> went there over the new year to set it up. <laughs> we're
2: we're
0: going to try and put them, so some sort of product placement. Look at it, look at we'll, it. We'll like. He's older, we'll old, old like a newborn
1: new baby. Look we'll at put him. them
0: by my laptop because I'm the fat one, so it it makes more sense for me to be the one
1: who's endorsing it makes no sense, that, the chocolate. That no good. white refined sugar. There Coconut we go. sugar. No like one's going to believe they stayed there for the full podcast and you haven't eaten them. This is a really, really strange start to a podcast. It is anyway. a strange start to but a anyway, podcast. But um, anyway... Back to, top,
2: though, back part. to the matter in hand. I, I, it's such a brilliant <laughs> fight at the weekend. And I had a great afternoon yesterday, uh, disappeared off upstairs and just watched All Access, a couple of the that have been released. Uh, went back over some of their more recent fights, some of their older fights, and every time you look at it, every time you think about it, you're just reminded why this is exactly what boxing needs. And it's just so great that it's happening. And a line in particular from Garcia when he went on uh, Mike Tyson's show, just kind of really stuck with me given the recent climate of people talking big and then delivering nothing. Uh, And he just said, me and Javonte Davis have made plenty of money in the past, we will do in the future, and we could do that without fighting each other very, very comfortably. We could run in parallel lines, but we have chosen to do this. And I know that it's taken a little bit of while to sort out and there's a catch weight and there's a rehydration clause of things like that, which are kind of standard in, in, in big fights, I guess. But it's just great that it's happening. Absolutely tremendous for the sport that it's happening. And I cannot wait for it.
0: Barry, we love a moan here on the ID Boxing Podcast, nah, but on, it seems as though this is, I mean, already feeling the energy, already feeling like the exuberance ahead of looking forward to this weekend. It is a fight, as Andy says there, that boxing really, really needs, and we've got it. We're a few days away from what I think is going to be a, potentially a landmark moment for for this generation of boxers.
1: Yeah, but you know, it's a rematch. Relegation. Oh, call. don't start, Barry. <laughs> <laughs> Let's come on to that in a we bit. We don't know what weight this after. <laughs> lightweights, lightweight, super lightweights, What's going on? Like, you know, what's it's brilliant. And um, like, yeah, you know, well done, boys. Well done. Like, it's it's saviour of boxing. The, these are, and and what's happening a few weeks later, of course, a month later. Okay, with the other lightweights, you know, it's just unbelievable stuff, and it's a great fight. Like, I don't watch that twenty four seven stuff. All that, all access, as brilliant as it is, I don't want it to cloud my judgment. It, uh, and it, I they, can't resist it. No, no, they're brilliant, so, and I miss out on it. I never, but I never watch them on purpose, even back in the Mayweather days, because they're all geared up to making you second guess your your first thought. As long as your first thought of a fight opinion of a fight is a, is a, is a, an educated one of such or a thought When oh, when you understand. I'm going for him because I think, you know, or, you know, uh, I got a, I got a feeling I like your shorts or whatever it is. It's super <laughs> things people go for, and then um, his dad came to Cardiff, when so I'm going to go for Garcia. And, you know, it's. As long as you've got a reason behind your behind your thought, who's going to win? I try and stick with them, my f- first instinct, and so I don't watch them, unfortunately. But I wish I did. But it's a great fight. Like, it, it can The only way it, the only way it doesn't deliver it is someone gets knocked out in the first round. Then you sort of go, oh, great, but we didn't see enough, mm. which would be great if we can moan a it But it, it's not. It's going to be a great fight, and it can finish at any stage.
0: You mentioned there about not kind of wanting your your initial. Pick to be swayed. What was your initial pick? What is your initial pick for this?
1: Javante Davis, always. And why? Better, better fight. I think he's more schooled. I think he has speed. I think his power is. Just, I said ticking all up, but whatever I say about Davis is pretty much what you could say about Ryan Garcia in many ways. But I do think he's smarter. Um, it's shown to be tougher. Just because we haven't seen. Garcia be tough yet that's only the only reason why yeah and I just always thought that he, he's the guy who had more experience patient as well I've shown I had to show patience you know going to through, going through boxing at you know guys have been much much taller than him which he has done in the past but this is his biggest test I would say maybe possibly because you got Orion Garcia here who can hit you going forward or going back with the same power for guy doesn't, I keep saying the same thing. For guy who doesn't bend his legs, Ryan Garcia, where he generates the power from. Speed is everything, I understand that. But I had speed, and I couldn't punch. So it's not everything, it's something else. And it's usually coming from the legs. But he doesn't bend his legs, so where do you get the power from? I'm genuinely asking, because I don't know. It's a natural thing. He turns from the waist, he gets all the gets a whip into the shot, I understand that. But you've still got to push from your legs. Maybe, maybe his legs are so fast, he is bending them, I don't see it. But... It just legs like this but he but whether he's coming coming forward and drilling you with the right hand or whether he, you know, he makes you make a mistake and he throws that left hook as you're coming onto him you know, he put you to sleep with any shot as can Javante Davis from the South Ball stance I think that's a fact as well I know Ryan Garcia said he likes the box southpaws because he thinks he can knock them out better I'm not so sure and also you've got to punch down And you've got the reach, and that's going to the reach will help because you got you. If you can get Javante Davis coming forward with his feet off the floor, jumping into attacks, maybe try and get him and lean back with the left hook over over that right hand, then then he can put him to sleep. But I think he's going to find it difficult to find a guy who's coming up to him with with fast feet, and a guy who might sit on the outside on the on 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 the of your reach of your reach, and force you to make a mistake as well with Javante Davis. He's happy to sit back a bit. But also Javante do Davis does switch off as we've seen that he gets caught now and again and by a bigger puncher like a Garcia who can just barely touch you and put you to sleep, that might be a problem. So I literally I can sort of sway it to be the way I want This is so you know it's a good fight because you can just talk and one, and the whole conversation of, of actual bollocks that I'm talking, you can sway back and forth in my mind. I just give a reason why, win, no reason why he can 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 win, in the same conversation, while, while I'm trying to gear up and and, and sort of bolster my choice of, of Davis, and I've given you more reason why Garcia can win than Davis can win. Yeah, there's, like there's, a, there's, there's a caveat for everything,
2: isn't there? It's everything you fight. think of. Yeah, I don't, yeah, absolutely. I don't, I don't, know, I don't know what
1: words you're talking about, but... <laughs> It's a caravan there's <laughs> a caravan for everything there is there is <laughs> but
0: yeah Andy you mentioned there about um, Ryan Garcia We it was probably a couple of years ago now when he first went on the Mike Tyson podcast and there was that two weeks where it looked like it was going to happen didn't it and they were talking about it happening next and I remember since then and Lightweight is super stacked and has been for the last 18 months two years probably obviously longer
2: but particularly so little now. has happened until now so little yeah. has happened
0: but since those two had that FaceTime and had that bit that's been the one that I've wanted yeah. like, as much I think Haney and Lomachenko is for for the glory, I suppose, and for the belts and for the number one in the division. But there's something about the blend of characters between Davis and Garcia, both inside the ring and outside of the ring, that makes this, for me, the one to watch at lightweight.
2: Yeah, I I agree. They've managed to kind of build up a little bit of a backstory there. I, I don't get the feeling there's any real personal animosity between these two at all, but they're two young undefeated fighters with big reputations, with big profiles, and they both want to be the best. And that's enough to build an intense, proper professional rivalry. They don't need to really invent any kind of personal beef. They had a little bit of an incident which Davis described in a club at one point, which Mm. when he described it, just didn't really even sound like anything. Mm. Davis kept him waiting a long time at the first press conference, but it's just the kind of thing that you do when they faced off at times it's it's threatened to boil over but hasn't quite happened And but I just really like all of that because this is this is professional boxing these are two you know alphas if you like who both feel like they're the best and they're not, they're not
1: forcing anything they? they're
2: not forcing anything there's no racing for the bottom here there's no crude insults. There's just, I'm going to beat you. No, I'm going to beat you. And that's really the extent of it. But they are they are good personalities. And when you're trying to sell a fight, it always helps if you can try and paint them as being really, really different because it gives people something to buy into. You'll buy into one more than the other and then you pick a team and that, that helps with sales and it helps people really invest in it. And with something like this, with Garcia, inevitably, because he is good-looking and he's got the endorsements and the Instagram followers, people will think, okay, well, we can have him as kind of more the establishment guy, more the the corporate guy, more the kind of silver spoon guy. That's what we'll do with him. Javante Davis, we can have him as more of the spit and sawdust guy, tough background guy. You know, that's what we'll do. And that's what they've done. But when you look at the pair of them, they're not that different. Mm. They both turned pro really young. And they are both incredibly driven uh, and they understand the business and they are, Garcia is going to put absolutely everything on the line there, but I, I do agree with Barry. I just think Davis is better and, and I always have from the moment that the fight was made. But it's, I really hope it does tremendously well numbers wise, um, because it's, it's just, it's really what we need. At the minute. And then, and then Haney Loma, a a month later, is. Kind of just as good for different reasons.
0: Yeah. I mean, one of those, um, one of the recent quotes from Ryan Garcia on the, um, I think it was again with Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson t- taking everybody's jobs, <laughs> um, where he said to him that you know, everybody was saying the same thing about Muhammad Ali when he was talking about fighting Sonny Liston and he was going to do this. And he's like, this is my moment. And you kind of, you're listening to it and you're like being brought into it and you're thinking, oh my God, he believes it. And then you, sp- you hear from Davis and you look at his knockouts and the form that he's in and you kind of yeah. to lean towards him. It's so what makes it such a great fight. Barry, going to come to you with a question I ask you quite often. Um, with fights like this you always talk about kind of the start of a fight showing people what you you know what you've got in those early exchanges as it were how do you see the opening I,
1: stages of this play I think that's awareness? more important for Ryan Garcia mm. I think I could, Davis is a slow starter and if he starts too slow in this fight then he might find himself in trouble I think you, so you want to take a bit of confidence from from Garcia but I think it's important more important for Garcia to start fast I think because Davis has a Bit more better ring generalship than than Garcia. I think that he'll be happy to again. Like I said sit on the peripherals a little bit and wait for his chance. And he might try and just wait Garcia actually. But I think as long as he doesn't switch off, that'll work for him. And then he jumps into attacks and he has fast hands and he, and also he's punching up. He's coming up, so he's lower, and and he will rattle with combinations. And and he, I think if he forces Garcia to to throw wildly which I think, which I think Garcia will. I think if Garcia throws wildly, being the shorter fighter, a bit more compact, and punches through the middle, I think that that'll. I think Garcia wins that exchange. I mean, I mean Davis wins that exchange. I think. So you'd be happy to wait, 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 force Garcia to overcommit and then come in, meet him, get in and meet him, close the distance quick. It's Garcia's, who, who does step in up? Garcia actually he, he adjusts the distance quite well when he attacks. But he's already got the guy in trouble when he does it, so he, he'll he'll push you back with the jab and and a good slot, solid right hand. Whether whether you block it or not, it puts you in a defensive position straight away. And then he, then he'll he'll advance on you, take a little half step back, just in case you fire. Then he comes on you again. I think that the angle's got to be different to come back with 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 uh, Davis because I think Davis will jump on you and close the distance better and quicker. So I think the fast start needs to be. I think Garcia uh, Davis needs to start faster than usual, but a fast start's more important for Garcia in this fight, definitely. They both know they got power. So I don't think they, they I think you no know, their reputations already precede, precede them, so they know. So I don't think they have to show it as much as maybe you that you'd have to against an opposition. But um so they have to be aware they'll both be aware of that. But who waits too long and who switches off first, it, it might be the problem. See I I'm worried my worry about Davis is as much as I think he's gonna win the fight. That he will switch off now and again, he does, and if that happens, he might not get up. But ultimately, I think he doesn't.
0: <laughs> it's, it's one of those though. Yeah. There, there are so there's Things so many different happen. sides to the yeah. coin, in there. I don't. I don't
1: think he does, and I th- and I think he. Yeah, I think he. I just think at this, at the speed. Of, I know the speed that he has, Gassie, is frightening, very difficult to overcome. And, and but I, I think he can close the distance with his feet um davis and i think once he gets inside i think he's going to struggle there's uppercuts and all i know he can throw all the bright he'll be practicing on when he takes a step back and garcia comes in davis i keep getting the names wrong yeah and davis comes in and davis comes in and garcia we were going on an uppercut through the middle but from the softball stance is going to be different difficult for him and i think also with 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 davis when he attacks he can sort of go that way that way when he steps he can step step and give you almost like a, I don't like a faint in a football pitch you go this way, that way you can almost do that but we got fast enough feet to get inside and i think i think garcia might struggle a little bit with that I, 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 it's one of those isn't it it's a great fight i i, honestly, I can't see i know you just say fights whatever happens i don't care who wins genuinely don't care i think i, I honestly don't i think it's great for boxing whatever happens and and I think we could see it again. By the way, I think we will see it again. I think they're they doing so much money. Yeah,
0: they do. You would think it does such good business. Yeah, they're one again. You know, I mean, I can't really see a scenario where if it does great business, which I think everybody expects it to do, I can't really see what fight unless it's just so dominant one way or the other then maybe we don't see it again.
1: Yeah, even then, I think we do. I mean, I mean, if yeah, if one comes up with an excuse, it comes back and and it, and it goes again. I think yeah, no, in some way you're saying, but I think. Yeah, I just yeah. I think Davis gets to him and gets to him sort of late. I think it takes him a while, but I think he gets to him late. I think they both carry power late, but I think Davis is a carry power late in a fight in fights where he hasn't had all his own way, where Garcia has probably never had it all his own way. I know he got dropped with a body shot by uh, got dropped Drop with, with with a, Campbell, yeah, yeah by Campbell. Sorry, but he got he, he jumped straight back up and he was fine which is great to put to see by the way I mean jumping straight back up is a stupid thing but I if mean, you covered really well it was a good shot if you covered really well Luke Campbell's not a big puncher Pump punch to be fair and a better south ball as well and that, I think that's telling I think the looping shots as well which which if 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 Davis gets low and whips that left hand over the top axle over the top like that I think that's a the way the way the way Garcia steps back with his chin up because he doesn't mend his legs that's a really worrying sign but he just take two <laughs> again. But he just take two steps back as well, Garcia. If he takes a step, he takes two steps. He goes boom, boom. So that might be that's where he gets him sometimes. He takes a step back, they commit because they know and they over-commits, So they, he's taking the step back. I'll jump on him. But he double steps, boom, boom, like that with the two steps, and then you you are in no man's land. You think, oh, yeah, he step back. I know he's gonna step back, but I'll jump on him. I know where he is. And he takes that extra little half a step, and you're you're stuck with a smaller fighter. That might be something that works for him, but I still think that his chin up in the air when he steps back because he wants to he wants to be tall to to get that lean back left hook that gets you I think that might but I think that might work against him against uh, Davis
0: Andy going to come to you um, it feels like Javante Davis has been around for forever because I mean he yeah. burst onto the scene with that brilliant performance over Jose Pedraza to win the the £130 pound title which,
1: which is even better now it's got better
0: we've seen Pedraza up at 140 pounds he's never been anywhere near as you know dominated as much as he was in that fight we saw Javante Davis then come over here and um, put on a show against Liam Walsh Um, yeah do you feel like kind of feels like he's gone he's done super feather he's done lightweight he had a brief stint at 140 against Mario Barrios but it feels like this is now the moment for, for Javante Davis to really, I mean, it sounds silly to say it because he's such a big attraction and he's achieved so much in that short space of time. But this is, feels like quite a, a significant moment in his career. Getting a, I mean, People will talk about the weight and the rehydration and this and that. But the fact is, Ryan Garcia, unbeaten, legitimate talent. This seems to be the one for, for Javante Davis to take that next step in his career.
2: Yeah, completely. And, and what's been, been good about the build-up too is uh, he's, he's happy to admit that, that he needs this, you know, he, he said that and I like that because it would be really easy just to say, you know, I didn't need this fight, I don't have to do this, I'm this, that and the other. He did say in an interview I saw with him, listen, what people need to understand is that where I'm from, I am already a legend. Where I'm from, you know, in Baltimore, you know, what I've achieved, where I started but career wise boxing wise for the wider general sporting public I do need this I need a dance partner was how he described it and that's why this is happening because they both got that they both got that attitude and when you're as big a name as him and you do the kind of numbers that he does and you fill out arenas like he does people inevitably this is this is how the world works isn't it they'll look to pick holes uh, and people have always looked to to pick holes um I was re-watching a few fights yesterday and when he fought um, Rowley, you know, he's, people say, well, three, five rounds, you know, that's a close fight, you know, he's maybe losing that fight and you think, yeah, but he finished it in the sixth.
1: <laughs> yeah. And also by his design, by the way. Yeah. yeah, and Well, honest. that was a
2: beautiful finish and something like that could happen against Garcia, like the bigger guy. He just, he gives the ground, sunk into the ropes, made him full short, hit him with the left hand. I mean, that was just a sensational yeah. bit of boxing and, and with the finishes. I I looked through it yesterday, 12 championship fights, 11 inside the distance. He's only not had stoppages in rounds four, five and ten. Every other round, he's had a stoppage in and that's a real spread.
1: I'm I'm better on those rounds. (laughs) Yeah, most
2: of the earlier ones came at Super Feather and and the later ones have come at at lightweight, that one fighter at Super Lightweight. But he knows that he's the attraction and the star that he is, but he knows that there is more that can be done and yeah and, and I like the teams as well Calvin Ford
0: he's got a bit of everything yeah it? He's, he's got games. they've got
2: that kind of great bond those two they've been together forever um, but I really like Joe Goosen. <laughs> you know Joe Goosen will be double deniming it in the corner <laughs> yeah, at yeah. the weekend and he knows boxing inside yeah. out and they seem like a good team those two they've not been together long but they seem to have a good you and know he, good and he,
1: connection and and Goosen's traditionally you're all about dominating. Yeah. yeah, you gotta go out and dominate, dominate, dominate. So it's a it's it's a career defining fight for either one. That's what it is. And and, and and we all talk about Spencer Crawford being the the you know, the, the Leonard Hearns of its day. This is uh, stylistically there's nothing that's like that, but this is closer to that. Two two fighters at their peaks fighting each other. Age-wise, as well. Let's be honest. Yeah, I think Leonard and, and Herman are like are 23 yeah, or something yeah. like that. But I mean, this is cl- by modern lot.
0: standards, that's kind of the same thing. Like yeah, it, it, and 25, isn't it? It there? is. It is. it you know, is. It is. Yeah, exactly, no, they, yeah.
1: There's no arguments whether no 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 one's been oh they've just gone a little step behind or, or this, this is marinated too long. It hasn't. It's 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 the, it's the it's the right fight at the right time, and that's what makes it a career-defining fight. Davis has been brilliant, and he's done well with pay-per-view sales, and he's done well with arenas. But but he's such a talent that I think he's, he's, his his career has been underwhelming. <laughs> I do. I th- I think I think he could have been, I think he should be. But this he needs this fight. Yeah, it he does. He's been searching for this fight. It actually, to be fair it. to him. He never had the, he never had uh, someone like this for him to fight. Or maybe there was, but they weren't happening for whatever reasons, personal ties, whatever. But he's got the fight that that will change him forever. His standing in sports and in, certainly in boxing forever oh he'll be viewed he's always viewed as a great talent no no winner will talk but will title in multiple weights now is is we don't look at it the same allure as we would have many years ago yeah. because it's done all the time now and it's easier and it's more accessible unfortunately so the boxers don't always get the credit they deserve for it but this is the fight this is the fight that you no, either one can lose by making half a mistake and genuinely, not just you no. Know, oh, I got caught, but I'll beat the next time. You know, the, we see fight, we see upsets. Either one loses, not an upset. That's what makes it a great fight. Whoever wins and loses, it's not an upset. How it go? Even, even if 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 either one gets knocked on the first ten seconds, it's not an upset. If either one loses by points or wins by points, it's not an upset. Either one gets a late stoppage and the referee steps in, it's not an upset. That makes it a great fight.
0: Just on Javante Davis. one of the things that we spoke about, Canelo is probably the, the the obvious example of a fighter who has changed their styles throughout the years, kind of taking little bits and pieces. I feel like the same is true for Javante Davis. I feel like in the early stage of his career, he's blowing people out, natural athleticism. I know he's gone up the levels, but he's become more of a kind of patient, front foot, methodical. Look for look for the big single. Two questions, really. First, one on, on kind of the development of his style is that for the betterment of him? And number two, does he have to be wary about giving too many rounds away against Ryan Garcia?
1: Yeah, most definitely, he does. And, you know, I think that that'll be the criticism of him is that the fact that you no, know, he does let boxers you know win rounds, and um, I say, I say, let's he doesn't quite let them, but he sort of does because he can do more. But he also realizes, like maybe like Mayweather, who was his you no know, his mentor for a long time, that you no, know, when you move up in weight and your box people are naturally bigger than you. Then you have to adapt your style a little bit more. That being just physical strength, maybe there was never like that. But he adapted slightly to be more, you know, cautious of the of the weight and the strength. That he couldn't be the bull. Like he wasn't the same intimidating figure as a super featherweight. He was, <gasps> he might even be five for five, but he was five for five wide. And that's what he looked like at super feathers. You'd be like, oh, this, this is just a monster coming at me. But then when you're boxing like Barrios, who was six foot at super lightweight. He doesn't have the same intimidation factor his reputation precedes him so that helps but i mean you, know, he has, you have to be more smart to be an at attack so you wait in wait for the guy to make a mistake and believe that you have the ability and the power to still hurt anyone which he does he has fast hands he picks his shots really well He can jump in out of attacks he, you know i think his exit routes are really good as well at times so that gets him you know that makes him a hard and a He's not known for this, but quite an elusive target to hit at times. Davis, yeah, I yeah, agree, massively. Yeah. So, but also, every now and again, he switches off and forgets that he's boxing guys with massive reach. It gets caught with silly shots now and again. So he's had to adapt, and I think it's been fantastic for him. I think that's what makes him, in my eyes, the favorite. That he has more to his game, and again, he's shown it. And Garcia might have more to his game, but he just hasn't. We haven't seen it yet because he hasn't had to produce it. And this is the fight where he's going to have to maybe show more than just power. That's what, and speed because that's what he has but that's all we've seen that's all he's got he's loads <laughs> of power and really fast hands <laughs>
2: yeah, apart from that he's got yeah, nothing And he not get off the
1: floor to win <laughs> you know? well
2: that now, that now that's the thing for me that that knockdown against campbell um as you say not not a supersonic puncher but a respectable puncher watching it again yesterday i'd forgotten how heavy he went down And he's up yeah. two. And, and he's up immediately because when you watch it in slow motion as he goes down a fighter when they go down when they've got their wits completely about them they'll they'll just turn their hip or put out their hand break their fall yeah, they they know it's happening them, as it? it's happening and he kind of yeah. half had an arm out but he goes down hard and you look at his eyes and they're kind of they're a little bit they're a little bit glassy and then he's straight back up um, and it, I just it feel like
1: He probably looked worse because he just bend his legs
2: yeah 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 he was like a tree <laughs> he's like a tree falling almost though it was and I just feel like. Davis, as described, is now a patient guy and, and he's looking to set things up. He's looking for anything he can see early in the fight, and but he's always looking to win inside the distance mm. because that's what he does. And he's confident he can do it, whether it comes early, whether it comes middle, whether it comes late, when the opportunity presents itself or he sets it up, he'll be able to take it. But we could have a scenario maybe where he goes about it the way he has done, he does drop some rounds, he is behind, he locks on, he puts Garcia down and he bounces back up. Yeah. And then the final few rounds, all bets are off and we've got chaos and carnage. That's what I want to see.
0: And it's one of the things that you said there about the, the Rolly Romero fight. I felt like he, if somebody had said to him, look, here, Gervonta, here's $10 million if you get it done a couple of rounds earlier. I think he probably would have gone about it a bit different. But Romero's making so you know, a lot of mistakes, very physically imposing, big guy for the weight.
2: Massive. Way. Absolutely but massive. But you could
0: just sort of see Davis. I think he sort of started turning it up in the fifth. But you could just sort of see him just having a look and going, oh, yeah, there it is. Oh, there it is. And yeah. then in the sixth round, he catches him with a left hand. You mentioned there about the exits. He's straight out and he's yeah. ready to follow up if Romero doesn't go down, which of course he does. And that just shows the intelligence of him that he's developed over the, the period of time where he's been boxing, where he's not just a puncher, no. not just somebody who goes out there and blows people away. No, like he used to, he used to get people out yeah. there in a round or two, and you kind of you're always in a position with punches like that where you want to see a bit more. And he's kind of gone not the other way because he's still a big he's still a big puncher, but he's gone to that more methodical. Yeah. He's still you
2: absolutely up. looking to win by stoppage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, he's not <coughs> going to be gung-ho, and too gung-ho. And, and, and as you get through those levels and go up in size, I guess, no matter how good you are, you one thing you probably realise is that you can't just step into the middle of the ring unloading punches at, at that level of boxing because it'll work against some people, but you'll come up against someone who will slaughter you if you do that.
1: I re- oh, let's not forget, sorry, let's not forget is not going to look, you know, Garcia's not looking to win on points.
2: No, exactly. <laughs> He's coming right
1: down to knock him out. So we're, we're, we are sort of talking sort of like, you know, you know, you lose too many rounds, Garcia will give too many rounds away, and then you got to try and claw it back. I, th- I think Garcia is going to force him to fight. I think the onus is near Would be on gas gas he would be looking for the stoppage from first bell because that's what he does by the way and and he'll bank on his party think my speed and the the short you are the mistakes you make now and again I've seen it and the wrongs you give away when you're being lazy I'm gonna jump on you and force you to work hard and force you to make a mistake that might be his might especially that with Joe Goosen in the corner he's gonna go put it on him son
2: Oh yeah, yeah, put it totally. right
1: on him now. Yeah, and, but also take a little step back and put it back on him again, and to maintain that, you, you can be a, you can be an aggressive bully and maintain the distance. You have to. You, know, you work You rather than walk up, you walk behind the punches. So he's going to force Davis to fight, and maybe that might be a way of rooting. Davis is so used to dictating the pace, even when he's on the peripherals when he's moving around That if Garcia can force the Davis to work at a higher pace, then he struggles.
0: One of the things that uh, Javante Davis is, I guess, one of the criticisms that he's levelled at Ryan Garcia is that he's not a complete <laughs> fighter. Would you agree with that?
1: Yeah, because he hasn't shown it yet. No, he can't fight inside. I don't think, and and he hasn't been put under severe pressure to ad- have to adapt yet. So there's there's a lot of unknowns about him. I would say that much. But j- no, just because you're not, you don't have the movement from the waist. I can't bend. I keep saying the same thing. Just the guy doesn't bend his legs. It's mad. You could put him on. A, you could just put him on a, on wheels. Really, put it out there. But um, it, it, you know, so we haven't seen what he's like when 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 these things have. Uh, uh, you know, he, you know, he's not going. He's not going to roll under the target like like Javante does because he's not that. He's not a sort of fighter. it Doesn't mean he's not a, as good as he's going to get. You, see, you can't. You, he doesn't need to do all those things. He doesn't need to be able to fight inside. If he can hold and, and pull you back, then you to, be able to fight inside. You 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 should learn to fight inside. If you're not an inside fighter, just enough, for you to get to stop them working. I couldn't fight inside, but I do. I could fight enough inside to negate you from working away inside, so I could get away. That's learn how to fight inside. Some fight more aggressive fighters learn to fight inside to wear you down and beat you up. And Davis can do that. And Garcia probably can't. We can throw a great body shot as we know, but. He doesn't need to get close. In fighting close, not, it doesn't help him. If he's inside this distance, that's not good for Garcia. Except for him throwing uppercuts, catching you coming in. He doesn't want you anywhere closer than that. So he doesn't need to know. All he needs to be able to do is when you get inside there, he doesn't hit you with an uppercut or a can't lean back and throw a hook, is to get close to you and tie yeah, you yeah. up. Yeah, that's all he needs to be able to do. Learn that. So to be a complete fighter, you want to be that, but you don't always need to know everything. You just need to make sure what well, you do good. Is better than what he does. Can stop him from doing what he does. Good if you can do that. That's
2: what, 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 what do we think about the about the weight and the rehydration clause? Because when you look at when you look at Garcia, he was one forty in his last fight, one thirty eight against Targo. He won't have made one thirty six as it is for quite a while. The
0: last fight he had down there would have been the Campbell fight. Yeah, at one thirty five. Yeah,
2: because he's been inactive, hasn't he? Hmm. Because of COVID, but also because of the mental health issues he needed to address. He hasn't boxed that much over the last three years, so that's quite a long time since he's had to trim down to to yeah, that kind of he weight. He
0: looked in pretty good, Nick. He spoke about he kind of alluded to the fact. Oh, look, Javante Davis is not a small lightweight. So, no. I mean, he's not. He doesn't have no. the. But he's very stocky, and we've seen him earlier in his career. And it looks as though he's kind of addressed his his fluctuating weight in between. That, camps. that looked
2: like it would be a problem, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, it was good at, to at see one point there was, but the,
1: the, the difference. Is like you just said, pretty much with Davis, that's about he lives his life yeah with gas here, it's just physical size exactly really, yeah that's what it's gonna be it's gonna be a problem it's, it's gonna be, be, pro- it? be a problem but again like isn't it for everyone that's
0: yeah, it's not like he's grabbing, he's grabbing, he's not like he's dragging a, a career 140 down to 136. I mean, somebody who has made the weight, but again, it's, it's as you've said there, Barry, kind of getting to that stage now of Garcia. Where he's hitting his mid-20s, his natural size, he's naturally outgrowing it. It's not, you know, self-inflicted like some fighters in between camps, and it's not a case of bringing it down there. What do you think about uh, about the weight, Barry? Obviously, you're, the, you're the, the resident ex-fighter. Do you feel like it's... It, it
1: favors one or the other or oh sounds like a dig that to me you know, the <laughs> resident X fighter, you did a couple of rounds in you okay you're the uh, resident
0: X world champion yeah, you,
1: remember? you spat you spat a couple of good people in your day remember? <laughs> remember? I'm sure I have seen you carry someone's bag once yeah well you know being the apprentice, apprentice journalist I can't, I, I can't even get the words out to insult him <laughs> uh, it's, 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 it's always a big issue and uh, you can just say you no know, well the, the weights the weight, you don't take the fight but then you, know, we wouldn't have to fight, would we? So he's, he's had to, he had to accommodate Davis. I understand that, but I don't, I don't want to focus on that. I don't want the weight to be an issue. I don't want the weight to, to focus in. Nah, no mate. I don't want the fight to be. I don't want if Davis to win and, and Garcia to say, well, if I couldn't have made the weight, you know, if it, would, if it would have been a super lightweight, I would have beat him, and which might be the case, but. I don't wanna even focus anything negative about Sure no, it's it it. part of the, the is it, of course it's part of the yeah. Yeah. part it's, of the story though. It's yeah. We yeah. Ma- it's the reiteration, the making the weight is a struggle for everyone and it'll be really hard, but it's how he how he makes the because you can make you can make other uh, fighters I Matt's probably had this much more than I did, you, you know or Matt Macklin for Macklin's take. But um, <laughs> but um making the weight you can make the weight one fight and the other fight you'd like you're the same size and you've just almost it's been life and death to make the weight because you just left it a couple of days longer or a week longer you ate the wrong thing you didn't train right the runs one same different things different climates and all the rest of it so that can be an issue so you got to be you got to be more disciplined to make the weight that would feel but it's the rehydration clause is going to be the biggest issue that's the biggest factor
0: I'm not sure what the rehydration clause is.
1: It's a half a pound. though, have if I was Davis. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure. It's on 10, the I, think. I, I
2: I read is, that it was ten. Is
0: that has that been officially confirmed? Then? That, that is, was
2: where we, yesterday, looking through everything, I found that a number I of times think, that yeah. it was 10, 136 pounds and, and ten pounds. And that's, that's um, going to be
1: that's going to be hard for um for for, with,
2: with the weight. I guess the thing that I wonder is that because he hasn't had to make. 135, say, you know, 136 yeah, three, three, for, for quite a long time. And because he's always kind of looked quite boyish in his physique and now he looks more like a man, whether actually doing it now, we've just got to assume that he's going to be super professional and, and do everything right. But that even doing that, he's still going to find, because he won't know until he actually has to do it, because he hasn't yeah. done it for a while, he'll find actually. Shit, mm. like this is this is taking something off me, is, and I really hope not. It but is ten pounds. It
1: is ten pounds. Yeah, I um. think, and that's the issue because, by the way, you, know, like you want to rehydrate massively fully, but I think it's how you do it. Like, like I've seen fighters. No, this is back in the day when no one knew anything about about nutrition. Make the weight, even when they first started doing the day. you know, the the, the weighing before the day before, make the weight, and then. <laughs> eat so much food. He sat in the, sat in the toilet on Saturday, the day of the fight, just like because your body. Oh, you got to be very Your careful. stomach shrinks. You was like, you put in your body, yeah. and they'll know what that of them. Yeah, and like you know, like like other other fighters who loads of men to have a, a not they? Yeah, and have fluids go straight into their body, and um, but yeah, it's how he it's how he rehydrates because that ten pounds for him it's not going to be enough. Mm. He's got to watch his weight again. I also I find it what an issue there rehydration thing there. I don't we, think it, it's
2: an extra layer of stress. We well, had um
0: we, we had George Groves on on the pod a while back and we spoke about from the George
1: Groves boxing club podcast yeah, they, sh- they actually the did a George really boxing good one
2: club. on this with with a guy talking about making weight yeah. rehydration a couple of weeks ago. And I listened to it and it and it was all about all of that when you get off the scales it's kind of you want to eat this, these many grams and then that many grams corresponds to this oh, much water crazy, and you said exactly what you said as M- if we
1: go to McDonald's actually it wasn't McDonald's McDonald's in the UK then water but you see go it now to Nando's. and, it's, and not, it
2: even, it's
0: changed I mean you remember Ricky Hatton used to have a full English breakfast like the day after like, it's completely changed now yeah. like, uh, SNC coaches and dietitians will say you know, ruined, they've ruined the sport Basically basically, don't <laughs> basically don't, um, don't have stuff like when you're rehydrating that you've not been having for the last yeah, two and course, a half yeah. months. Like that shit, pe- yeah, yeah, on you.
2: because people... Easily digestible exactly. stuff.
1: I found that when I, I had a packet of the biscuits. That I one, of,
0: one of the interesting things that George said on on the pod is about kind of rehydration clauses and, and, and things like that. And what time is it the next day? I think it's interesting. Sometimes the rehydration, the second way in isn't first yeah. thing in the morning. If it's first thing in the morning, you make it and then you can kind of carry on sort of steadily taking oh, yeah, fluid yeah. in and 11, Yeah, 11, in. 11 o'clock. I think if it's earlier than that, usually, I mean, I remember, I think Shane... The Gordon IBF at eight o'clock the, in the morning. Yeah, exactly. Northern that's Florida. what I was talking about with Lucien Boute and Carl yeah. Froch, And he said that Carl Froch walked down, no problem. He had his tracksuit on, jumped on. He was well inside the rehydration. And he said that, I can't remember who, I think he might've had Frampton on the undercard. And he said that yeah, he uh, was. Yeah. Lucien Boutet, is it come in and he was, whoosh, and he's having to make the re- rehydration. Mm-hmm. He was very tight at it. But you can continue to kind of Gradually, as the day goes by, yeah, fill yourself with, with with stuff. So I'd imagine that um, Garcia will still be you know, significantly heavier than £10 or 146 when he when he eventually makes it into the ring. Yeah, but
2: if they do it like the IBF, and you would imagine that, that, that that's what you would want if you were Team Garcia, they've got to have some kind of say over some of this, surely. You know, if you agree to the clause and you've got to... If you're them, you're going to be thinking, well, at least... Let me do it at eight o'clock in the morning mm. because then you've got like fourteen hours before you're fighting, probably, have not you,
0: Barry? What's it like when you're? I mean, because the other way of doing it, let's kind of disregard the disregard it in this instance, but without a rehydration clause, fighters can go the other way. They they put so much on that they're in there, they're sluggish. The feet are heavy. They don't it's, have the snap in their shots. But, it's a real art that kind of putting it back in. It's not just but, about making the weight. But a
1: lot of it is how you make the weight initially, because you know, like again, if you struggle, if you really, if you. have I have to make the weight quick. If you're taking off too much weight just before the fight, we all take off like you know, they, they do that water loading and everything mm. that when I was boxing. But I mean, you take too much weight off quickly towards the fight, then whatever you, you know, you put too much, then you put too much fluids back in your body and whatever, then you you're lethargic. You can you can feel that you feel it in there. So it is important. It wasn't so much what we put in our body back then, which of course it was, but we didn't know that. It was all you it was eating too much too soon and going in and feeling bloated and all that sort of stuff that was a worry as well by the way but it is yeah it is, it's very it, it's a, it's a science now isn't it to get to get it right and i do think it's it's but it's all about making the weight right before even if it's a struggle and then the rehydration thing should be a lot simpler if you've made the weight a bit more sensibly if you cut down so the week the week of the fight you want to be closest to the weight than you did than you would have been you know, you you take you learn from experience how you felt that fight so you should be the fighter should have a diary that's the truth of it. They probably do nowadays. Yeah, do, yeah. We never did, now. We never did back then. But my old man used to say back then, back in the early 90s, about uh, you should have a diary, how you felt that day, how you, you run, how you did, and how you felt. We won by the way. We won by the way feeling, trying to replicate the, uh, like the whole fight so you get the perfect camp. There's no camps back in that day. Get the perfect run-up to a fight just by doing that. He's clearly he's seen a documentary about some American football player you know, who they had him from a kid, and he, t- he played for some team, I don't know, some quarterback. But they literally documented his whole life, which sounds absolutely cruel, actually. At the time, but I mean, it was about, but document his whole life. which means he, he could you could get out. Oh, I felt that day. Get get a, a diaries out and try and replicate that feeling again. And I think weight can be quite the lot like that. You got to try and oh, I, I felt good in that fight because I made the weight and did this right, and trying to kind of get that right. But I do think it's how you make the weight because that rehydration is almost irrelevant if you rather like really you're literally skipping and, and getting rid of like half a stone like the day before a fight. Which is not unheard of, by the way. No, I mean yeah, no, I mean on, it's on, on the day Lots of the fight, be, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, then you know, then you're you're risking you being not at your sharpest, yeah, you know, as well as being like weak and all that because of making weight. You know, takes a lot out of you, and 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 that's but, but making weight is part of a fighter because that you no know, is part of of, of, of it's part of a tactic in a fight. I would say because you're losing energy because you are making weight. So, you're never going into a fight 100% as you would in a training camp. In a, tra- in a, training camp, I mean, there's a certain point in the training camp where you're, you're, you're at your physical peak because you haven't cut the weight yet. You're as fit as you can be, so you're at your best. But at a, As a fight time, you might be at your very best. You've cut loads of weight. You're, you're boxing at the weight. Not me because I just moved up two weights. But, I mean, you're boxing at the weight. That's not your natural walk-around weight. So you're not going to be as big as a chap. So by, by round six, you are going to be more tired than you would have been in, a, in, a, in a, maybe a spa. I and mean, if you did a 12 round spa or whatever, you, you know, you might, and you walk, say you're having to be 10 stone, but you're sparring a 10 and a half stone. You've cut loads of weight, but you're still feeling physically strong and fit and sharp and you might be, feel better there than you did on the fight night. But you you
2: want, to, as I understand it, you want to, like you say, you've got with with a fight like this and with guys like this. You, we, I think we've just got to kind of assume that he's going to do it right. Yeah. But you want to be fighting at the weight that you were sparring Sparring at at, towards the final stages. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Josh Taylor
0: said it really well when he when he boxed Regis Progre, like uh, the start of I think it was the start of the year was like February March time. I think he had his wisdom teeth taken out. I mean, it might have been slightly late in actually boxing October. He had his wisdom teeth taken out and he said he couldn't eat anything for like two weeks. He was on liquid only. He said, well, when he when he came into camp, he was like, you know, much further along than when he would be when it came to, to cutting weight. He said so he was on his fighting weight for weeks and weeks beforehand. So where he was sparring is what he would eventually be in the ring at. Once you can get to that point, you yeah. know that you're strong. Yeah. You take the weight off and then you get back to where you've been yeah. where you've been operating at for the, the in his instance, the lion's share of the camp was at a certain weight and then he went into the ring at that weight. Exactly. If you do it nice and gradually get your body there, knows
2: early, yes, your body knows. Whereas if you do that massive yo-yo where you're having to lose 20 pounds between your final spar and your weigh-in, and then you would try and feel like you should bounce back up to that because that's what you sparred at. the trauma on your body for that is absurd. Mm. I remember Jamie Moore's great on this because he had a fight towards the end where he lost 20 pounds in 20 hours to make the weight and
1: and just think about that. Yeah, like, crazy, what's
2: going on inside there, like, in your body? What What's it saying to itself? It's just like, what the fuck is happening here? And then
1: you find off instinct then. Yeah. And and just literally will the win, sort of thing. It, that's why the problem with, like, you no, know, especially diuretics and well, people taking an end to make weight is that, you no, know, they don't help you with your performance as such. But what they do in round 10, when, when the one fighter's depleted energy because he's made the weight right and he's struggling, you haven't. Hmm. So you're... Theoretically, fitter. Yeah, fitter the and that's why people get hurt. So it's it's, hard, it's it's hard to get it right, and and, and you no, know, and one little thing, one little, one tiny little stupid mistake could just unravel it all. On making weight, and or just
2: all just one tiny little bit of bad luck, where you you get, get say so you get a little foot injury and you can't run for a yeah, week. Go, or, oh, well, you, run, just oh,
1: running for a week is well, but yeah. I don't know they've run different now. But running for a week, you know when I was boxing. Like it's almost like you can't fight. Yeah, I remember like, you Scott could, you, could not, you could not spar. I, I'd rather not spar than not be able to run. I know that sounds crazy. I didn't spar for my last fight. I got beat though. Shit. <laughs> Fuck, oh yes. Yeah, I
2: remember Scott Quigg when he boxed Oscar Valdez. <laughs> <laughs> missed, sport, missed, missed the weight and everybody kills you when you miss the weight. Oh, it's the, you know, it's the primary obligation for a professional fight. And that's all true. Yeah, but it is, yeah. after the fight, he said, look, what happened was I had a foot injury and I couldn't run and it just that 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 was why it happened yeah, but and, still, and that's a perfectly it, reasonable explanation it's a
1: reasonable explanation but it's not good enough no I well, know well, well, unfortunately problem, it's it? not it, it, yeah it's pull, a reason but it's not an excuse and people would it? say pull out the fight but then pull out the fight you can't afford to mm. and yeah. also imagine imagine that happened with one of these you pull out the fight you go oh so the boxing's in the gutter again and all that mm. sort of stuff but we spent more time talking about the weight than the fight. It's <laughs> so, so, so pretend- just a really we, interesting, we quite, a really interesting is, subject
2: yeah. though, weight making and, and you know all of it. And it just it's always seemed to me that, that when it comes to camps and preparation and all that kind of thing, at an elite level in sport, in, in any sport, all you can do is prepare as best you can. And that yes. keeps doubts under control. So it keeps self-doubt under control. It doesn't mean it will guarantee a win. But if you can prepare as best you can, you then you get in there. Do your best, and whatever happens, happens.
1: Your best on that night, I would say, you, you want to yeah. be your very best of yeah. all time. Every time you fight, it's impossible. Mm. I always say, you go do your best on that night. That's what I've never been, like, even when I lost my fight, I was never ashamed of my losing. No, I was gutted. I did the best I could do for yeah. that. I think I could have boxed better, but on that night, I couldn't have done any better so you end yeah. up going ah, there you go and
2: if you've prepared properly you don't go in there feeling like I should have done this and I should have done you're that you your know bets, it's, like, you, you, you're kind of at peace with yourself that you've done what you needed to do that's over now you get in there and, and
1: I tell you what the cheating on weight and training and all the rest of it that's the night before when you when you go to bed the night before the fight and your mind's spinning about all the great things, but also all the bad things. That's what I mean. They all seep into your head. Diet, that's what I, I mean. Like, yeah. If you've, if you've run, done
2: it all right, then those doubts, those pills, runs devil on your shoulder, that's not there. And
1: we've all done it. I mean, unless you go away to an actual genuine camp and you know and people waking you up in the morning, we've all done it where we didn't run, when we should have, that creeps back in. But you have to just bolster again, you lie to yourself ah but I didn't do it, but I did them ones instead. But I mean, all the little things you didn't do, you could, you could have done extra... That all creeps into your mind, and that's the mental part of the boxing where you you almost got to push that out and just go no, 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 no. Yeah, I'm ready.
2: So hopefully with these two, they they've both had they they both genuinely have had really good camps. I'd imagine everything's I mean, got according what, to you plan.
0: There is weight making nowadays is is, is yeah. science and right down to I mean everything now is monitored sleep sleep quality. It's not even how many hours of sleep did you get? What quality of sleep did you get? I mean yeah. you, you see I mean, Chris Billum Smith. We we kind of spent a day in the life with him, and he has like these blockers and things like mouth that. All, yeah, all, mouth, sorts. T- all sorts of stuff. So anything. <laughs> and it always comes down to that point where you're just looking for that even tiniest yeah. little percent of a percent to make the difference in fights like this. But anyway, enough of talking about the weight because I'm fat and it makes me conscious. Um,
1: We're doing it we, said Haney Lomachenko,
0: we said Haney Lomachenko in a month's time is, is for the glory. So where does the winner of this sit in the lightweight? So let's say lightweight division. That's 136 <laughs> pound division. Um, where does the winner of this stand among your Shakur Stevenson's Haney, Lomachenko, Tifimo Lopez? I mean he's up at one forty, but where do where do they sit, Andy?
2: God, it's such a good division, isn't it? I I've always felt like Garcia was more at the fringe of that conversation, although in it, whilst Davis has always been right in it. Um I would still put him right up there towards the top if he wins, and if he doesn't, then Garcia transplants him and and takes his place. It's hard to it's hard to kind of, I I would would always find it difficult to back against Davis because I just think he's he's as you said, it feels like he's been around forever. You know, he's that kind of seasoned, and the ability level is is where it is, and I think the mentality. And the will to win and all that other stuff. I think I think everything is really elite there with him. So I would struggle to pick against him against anybody. Um, I wouldn't say the same ag- about Garcia. But then if he beats Davis, I have to, because he's just beaten someone who I'm putting on that kind of pedestal. Barry,
1: I think if Garcia wins, then we don't talk about him as a lightweight ever again. He's not a lightweight. He won't ever meet lightweight. This is his, This is it now. He, he, I don't think he does it again. I don't feel. I hope I'm wrong, but I think he's a light welter, super lightweight. And then we talk about him against Lopez and Taylor and, and Haney, if Haney moves up. I think the winner of Haney and Lomachenko makes them number one. That's, though I do think Davis will beat them both.
2: No, no,
0: that <laughs> makes sense. It's not an exact science
2: anyway it's not a trial no that's how I approach rankings I I do think think you have to you have to put number one whoever wins out of Haney and Lomachenko you have to or you know I know some people don't like the belts and bin the belts and all the rest of it but if you are going to pay attention to that the Undisputed Champion has to be number (laughs) one but that doesn't mean that you don't think someone else might beat them I still think
0: as it stands now It may change After the next month Or so Still for me The, the fight for supremacy I think at Lightweight Is between Javante Davis And Shakur Stevenson For me Yeah, yeah. Stevenson but, now that That's you. the one That well, I well, think I think he could go To 140 as well You mentioned about Haney yeah. And everybody oh, will be. There, I yeah. think
1: Stevenson's the future of everything like, yeah. I've said that Time again But I think but Right now where he's where no he's only come into the division you have to put him below them yeah yeah you have to yeah I mean we're talking yeah. about again it's like pound for pound isn't it you're talking about resumes yeah potential who beats who all that crap yeah, yeah. yeah so it's hard to really form it but I think Stevenson when he's at his when he's at his peak which he's not yet will will be if I think of the way he goes will be virtually unbeatable Stevenson possibly the people go he hasn't got the raw power maybe but um, <coughs> no, they Mayweather. Actually, got enough power. Didn't have the raw power to 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 you know to you know, to make you fall asleep instantly. But look how good he was, and I think Stevenson's the closest to that. So I think he might. Th- the thing about Lomachenko is is as brilliant as he is. He's at the wrong stage of his life, and he's in the wrong weight. Naturally, we say that about Anthony Davis because he's so yeah. short. But I think he ca- He's a bigger unit, you know. But lomachenko you know, gives davis kittens by the way but i just think the tenacity strength speed in the end and the weight will be a factor if they fought but yeah but i think i think the winner lomachenko haney has to be number one and then davis if it beats gassy has to be number two and then, you, then you're then you talking about lomachenko probably still gets in the number three Garcia is a lightweight at super lightweight. Hmm. He never comes back to lightweight again, I don't think. And everyone's got to move up to fight him if they want to chase him. If he wins, and they'll all be chasing him. Which, well, yeah, w- be which so won't be a problem it. for mm-hmm. Haney, by the way. Um It won't be a problem for Stevenson in another 18 months. Which I think... Because I, I don't think... um I don't think Garcia goes too much further than super lightweight. I think he'd probably go to the welterweight. But I think he would be chasing a fight at welterweight. I think he could make... Super lightweight For a little while It would be hard But I think he could do it
0: mm. It's interesting I think he I think he probably does 154 eventually I think Because he's big <sighs> He's five got the ten, frame Isn't, isn't he He's he is is tall so One of the things That um, Campbell And everybody said About when they boxed him I mean it's going back A couple of years now And still at lightweight Was that he would kind of Made this plan That he wanted to At the time He wanted to fight Manny Pacquiao And he wanted to fight Javante Davis But he still saw himself Going through the weight Same as Shakur Stevenson They're do both s- kind of
1: But you see him you s- But you see the See the light the super lightweight, super welters, light middle. Can I just say the old weights? You do what you want. See actually. the light you see the light middleweights and super welterweights. See the size they are. The thing is it mm, might it might end camp. up
0: being kind of what we had with Mayweather where he boxes at 154 against welterweights who have moved up. Or yeah, 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 is it like yeah, Cotto yeah. and people. Yeah, look yeah, at yeah. That looking
2: him. at looking at Garcia now, I, I kind of feel like he is he's pretty much there when it comes to filling out his frame. Because he he did for a while look like someone who he did look quite boyish and that that wasn't just his face because he is just this fresh face really good looking kid Um, but his body as well whereas you look at him now and I feel like he's almost there so I'm with you I think he, he probably can hold 140 for a good while and if he goes up it'll be because he kind of there's a has big fight, to, yeah. because there's a really big fight and, and
1: Lomachenko can't move any further than he is no, 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 I mean he might well no, do no if, if he beats Haney he might just keep going i just just going to keep going and
2: Davis is 28 I mean is he ever really going to be a full-blown super lightweight I don't think so no, no think so. again
0: it might be a case of if the right fight's there but yeah. if he wins look if he knocks out Ryan Garcia he'll think okay well if you're at 140 Devin Haney you're going to have to meet me at 136 because I bring the money yeah you've got the belts but I bring yeah. the money and I bring this and you yeah, can, with 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 that with, that
2: with that crew of fighters you know in that case I really don't care about the belts mm. just get it done yeah, if I it mean, needs this, to be 137 whatever
1: you yeah, know just I mean, get it done this exactly is, this yeah. is a good example is me, this for, that, is just for a belt no I generally don't care anyway I that's, no, that's I that's reds, and yeah. that's the perfect exactly. example of it yeah. exactly
0: um, right okay Right. we've got five minutes until we're going to lose Mr Jones so let's talk about one of the fighters on the undercard three minutes
2: one of the fighters I haven't even looked at the undercard you know
0: so David Morrell Oh, of course
1: yeah he's a WBA David, regular the, isn't he no everyone yes. that whispered his name
0: David Morrell David Morrell now we've spoken about kind of 168 pounds and, and the landscape I guess not post Canelo in a sense of Canelo is necessarily going anywhere but it's not I guess it's probably take him out of the equation it's quite a wide open division Barry
1: it is but who wants to fight David Morrell
0: maybe David Benavides. yeah both at PBC mm. that's quite been spoken about for a little while
1: and it's sort of a Good clash of styles really here because you got a guy styles. who's they're both aggressive, one's slippery southpaw, as well. By the way, in the words of um, what's his name, your mate from Sky, Johnny Nelson. Remember that big thing about he's not a good southpaw. He's, oh yeah, that's good. One, but he's yeah. just not slippery yeah. but um, yeah, he's, he's really he's aggressive, but he's sli- he's slick as well, Morel. And I don't think he's he's a I think a puncher. He's not a massive puncher. Talking about Benavides here, am I? <laughs> Sim- similar, aggressive, yeah, yeah. punch, not a huge punch, but a big punch, aggressive. It's a good fight. That is Benavides with the size, though, I think, might be a factor. But morale's good, and I think he he, he walks right through Falcao. Mm. Falcao, as you pronounce yeah, it. Yamaguchi, yeah, Falcao. Yeah. I think he walks right through. Not him. a
0: squeezer, Falcao.
2: No, there's 2 wasn't. Yeah, yeah. This Boxing for
0: uh, vacant uh, title, isn't he? Yeah, like, I think like yeah. 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 The, oh, this, this he beat Anthony Agogo in the in the Olympics, didn't he? Yeah, this was, yeah, the,
1: this was the bronze medalist, didn't he? The brothers are silver. Uh,
0: right? Which one? Andy? Resident amateur. This, one, uh, this one's the
1: bronze medalist, no? It was boxing. Yeah, yeah Morrell, so I think. Yeah. Yeah. Of foul cows, the
0: Squeefer Falcao the guy who beat uh, Agogo. Agogo yeah, He's he still undefeated, and he isn't he? Silver. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um, Andy,
0: hard, he? fan of David Morrell?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's plenty to like about him. Um, and, and he has emerged as a little bit of a dark horse in over the last two or three years, I guess. And, and the kind of guy who you look to them and you felt like he might struggle to get fights because why would you really want yeah. to fight him? And this is a WBA regular title and people will have their own views on that. But ultimately, I, I do feel like I'm I i I'm the same as you. I, I'm kind of looking at the super middleweight division sort of post Canelo because yeah. um, I do wonder how much longer he'll, he'll go on for. And... I don't know why it kind of feels like that but it, it for me it does just sort of feel like that sort of like well, just his, pick, he's just gonna look he's yeah. just gonna pick his fight he's just pick his fights yeah you might end up boxing bival again at 172 or whatever, and who knows? It, or it,
1: and he would always, and, and always have a wbc title as long as he's got a hole in his ass <laughs> <laughs> it's true and that's the truth of okay? it they always they're always they'd always have they always have a home air for him so this is a great fight to canelo but they are they're, not, they're not, there's a new breed coming through but it's still and it's still unsettled. Yeah, there's no one. No one's stemmed their claim. Yeah, Morel's a real no. In a short, what was he had nine fights. Have ten fights now?
0: Morel has had, Aye. I think, ten fights. He had the um, oh no, eight fights. Eight fights. He had bad, the Yerbasinelli fight last time, which was on I think the same night as Bivol versus Zuda Ramirez. I think it was the same night or the day after. We were in Mexico at oh. the time. I can't, it was the same. Anyway okay, yeah. yeah. So he had that fight Which is of course A, a really brutal fight and really brutal watch Right uh, We're about to, to lose uh, Barry Jones yeah. So what we're going to do now Is we're going to do Our uh, Davis Garcia predictions Before we talk about The big show in Poland This week Andy um, <laughs> Barry Going to come to you First Your Davis Garcia prediction
1: I think it's Thoughtful In the first round and a half I think then Garcia commits himself it on davis it becomes a fantastic affair but i think davis finds a way and finds the shot maybe getting up off the floor to do it what was that and wins around 10 to 11.
0: look at that andy clark
2: so i'm going to be unusually specific about what's going to happen here okay here we go so Davis will make a little bit of a slow start. Garcia will look to put it on him. Um, After seven rounds, Garcia will be up, say, let's say 5-2. Then in the eighth round, Davis is going to put him down, uh, which is going to level things up pretty much. And then we're going to have carnage and chaos for four rounds at the end. And they'll both be barely on their feet, swinging at the final bell. And who the fuck knows who gets it? (laughs) we we
0: we We have to have the completion. We have to have the... Who's going to win, Andy? I'll say
2: Davis because for the reasons outlined I'll say
0: Davis okay so I think the fight is gonna I think it'll be a very watchful start and I think it's gonna be a watchful start from both men I don't think Ryan Garcia is gonna come out and throw the kitchen sink early and I think that it will start to catch fire in the middle rounds Garcia will hurt Davis but then Davis will take him out around 9-10 but I don't think I think the, I think they're both gonna be quite respectful I
1: think early on. similar to mine but I think that I think Garcia will
0: be a bit more
2: a little
1: bit earlier yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: I've just got this. I've just got this thing in my head from from, and then it kind of popped into it yesterday that the Garcia is going to get knocked down, but he's going to bounce back up and look at him as if to say, "Is that it?" Mm. Mm.
0: Okay. Well, that's all we have time for um, for the Davis Garcia segment of the ID Boxing Podcast. Thank you to everybody for watching. We'll be back very shortly with our Bacoli Hulk and Babich Rosanski. Preview. Big From up Billy Big, Nelson. Big up Billy Nelson. From, never. From me, Rob <laughs> Teper, and Barry Jones, and Andy Clark. We'll catch up with you in a short while. <laughs> so, we're back, Andy. Um, we've, we're have we now a, a twosome after uh, <laughs> after uh, uh, Barry Jones has left the building. Um, we're going to talk about this weekend in Poland um, for the return of Martin Bacoli on the undercard of an Alan Babich world title fight. He boxes uh, Lucas Rosanski for the WBC Bridgeweight title. Um, yeah, I mean, Alan Babic to become a world champion in 2023 wasn't necessarily part of my, um, my my predictions for the year, but here we are. And I'm expecting... A- I, I
2: tipped him up, him and Bank. Did you? Oh, no, yeah.
0: well, you t- <laughs> he, t- he tipped Eubank every year. I see. didn't
2: do it this year. This is, this is Andy's equivalent of, <laughs> didn't like, do new it this year, year, new
0: me, but same me every year for Eubank. But anyway, yes, um, Alan Babich versus Lucas Rosansky. Babich is kind of, in, in, the, in the most respectful way possible, has been kind of a sort of marketed a bit as the, you know, the savage, a gimmick and and what have you, but he's always great value. I kind of have this, this, this conversation with people a lot where it's, um, you know, being a, a boxing purist and we all love the sport and this, but sometimes watching a crazy Croatian fella throw a load of punches is actually pretty entertaining.
2: Yeah, I've always been for, all for Babic, all for fighters of that ilk, you know, it doesn't I always find it strange when people look at someone and, oh, he's not really a genuine heavyweight. He should be boxing at cruiserweight. But he's decided he's fighting a heavyweight and it's up to him. You don't get to decide. He does. Well, he can never beat Filip Hergovic. Well, you might think that, but it doesn't mean that there isn't a place for him in, in the sport. And he is entertaining. He's good fun to be around. He is bang up for it, always. And his fights are good to watch so what could possibly be wrong with that and people will have their own thoughts on bridge weight mine are that it's unnecessary we don't need it nobody else has taken it up um, in terms of the other sanctioning bodies but this is a good match it's a fun fight you know sometimes we talk about fights as being fun fights and that's easy to say when you don't actually have to do any fighting but this is definitely in that bracket definitely in that bracket because I've got no real idea what's going to happen, and I'm I'm commentating on this fight at the weekends, and I love that when I don't really have any idea because I still don't really know how good Babic is. He he went ten in his last fight, but prior to that, you know, he'd never really gone close to to going the distance. I don't think he'd been scheduled for ten before that. Actually, Rozanski hasn't been deeper than four beat Artur Spilker in around in his previous fight but again there's not an awful lot to go on there i think one thing we can be absolutely sure of is that these two aren't going to get in there and fiddle around that that is not going to happen
0: yeah not expecting um alan babich to put on a, a masterclass of outside fighting but what he <laughs> what he is good at is very entertaining he comes forward he lets the big shots go just looking through um uh, record now he boxed Izu Ogunu, who is maybe familiar to people. Um, Polish heavyweight, originally from, from Nigeria. That brilliant fight a few years back, do you remember, with Dominic Brazil? Yeah. And they were just knocking each other yeah, over. Yeah, yeah, that was amazing. Every was a brilliant fight. That was amazing. So, I mean, that's some sort of pedigree. That's certainly a bigger win than anything that, that Babich has, as is Spilker. But obviously, Spilker kind of more towards the end of his career now than, than Izu Ogunu would have been back then. Um, just on bridge weight, because we've been, I think, a couple of years now into the whole bridge-away. Experiment, let's call it what it is. Um, and you mentioned there that the WBA, WBO, IBF have not taken up the the invitation, as it were, um, from the WBC, or certainly followed the WBC's lead with regards to, to making the bridge weight division. This was something that Mauricio Sullivan, president of the WBC, had said that he expected to happen, and it obviously hasn't. Um, yeah, I mean, you've touched upon it there about not necessarily needing it. For me, I felt like if you were going to put an extra weight class in, because everyone loves a, an extra weight, it probably would have been good to do a 185 pound division which is kind of the bridge that I felt needed
2: yeah I I totally agree because that leap from light heavy to, to heavyweight is massive I mean it used to be 190 didn't it the limit and then they they changed that in the late 90s somewhere like that and it just means that that cruiserweight division is a big sprawling old division and and i think to cut that in half would be would be the better thing to do because i can understand why every now and again and this happens in other sports as well like in golf for example somebody will come along and win a tournament hitting the ball a really long way and everybody will panic and say we need to change the design of the courses they're going to dominate forever and then it doesn't happen and in boxing you'll have a little bit of an era where fighters who you know weigh 18, 19, 20 stone seems to be dominating and people will think oh well that's the way it's going people have got no chance down at the opposite end of the scale Usyk comes along and just disproves it all Wilder is I mean he was at his heaviest in that
0: the third religion. fight
2: against Fury but generally speaking he's fifteen ish yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah like exactly well inside so, the bridge weight limit exactly so you don't it's just not true that you have to be absolutely massive uh, to make an impact at a heavyweight, so yeah, I've, I've never felt like bridge was really um, called for. But if it can deliver some some entertaining fights, then fine, because that's that's what we're in this for—is to watch. If if it kind of manufactures good matches, is what I'm saying, I guess. Then okay.
0: Yeah, we've we we heard much about it. Really, we, we people have even spoke about the potential for Wilder doing it, dropping back, dropping down, or, or kind of like, doesn't need to drop down because generally speaking, he's no, kind of like, yeah, he's under the limit yeah. anyway. But boxing at Bridgeway, I feel like it might need um, a big, big name to box there and try and win a title. I know Oscar Rivas had it, you know, Babich potentially could win it here, but until we get kind of a yeah, a new, name, a new a
2: new weight division always needs that, doesn't it? Yeah. It, it? It always needs that, and and then you can get some you can get some gas behind it that way. It's the same with the sanctioning bodies. When a new one turned up, you know, they needed it. The IBF had Hagler, didn't they? And um, the WBO, although he was well past it, I think they had Hearns um, towards uh, the end of the 80s. You need someone to give anything new it. some legitimacy. Yeah. Exactly, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, even now it's changed even in the last couple of years. Um, I'm, I remember at the time Marussia said, oh, we're going to bro- move the uh, cruise rate limit back to 190. And then we're going to have a bridgeweight division, which is £34 worth of division between that and... Yeah, that makes more sense, sense, I guess, but then so they didn't do it, stopped. so... Yeah, so, they've, which I think, again, at the time, I mean, it was actually, it was quite, not strange, and, and certainly would never question a man of of his stature, but Don Majeski was the person who put this forward. And I remember being on the call at the time. And I don't think anybody really thought about the 190 stuff, because it was like, okay, yeah, we'll bring that back down to 190. And then, like, I remember speaking to Mauricio often and said, like, what about the the cruiserweight champion who's been making two hundred pounds for his whole career? What does he do? He has to cut a leg off. I mean, actually, as it happens now, the WBC cruiserweight champion is actually Badu Jack, He probably could do one ninety because he's naturally yeah, he quite could. smaller. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's still very much a, a developing division, I suppose. But back to the fight itself, Babich. The whole Babbitt, with no disrespect it's all the kind of the the Babich folklore folklore ride that we've been on. If he somehow, somehow, if he was able to kind of cap that off by winning a world title, it would really be something to behold, wouldn't it?
2: No, it absolutely would. And and what what you're looking at with stuff like this, and this will definitely be what boxers are looking at, particularly our big pal Al Siesta, who's head of international boxing down there now. He's He's got his eye on these kinds of fights because he's done a lot of creative matchmaking in Eastern Europe, Russia down the years. I commentated on his Cold Wars during covid which I thought was a great idea, very siesta, did a really good job with it, made some good fights. What he's thinking is Alan Babic wins the World Bridgeweight title, take him back to Croatia and getting boxing in some kind of football stadium, get, get them to come out for him. I was in Albania last year for Florian Marku. Mm. Florian Marku is never going to win a world title. He, he won't like me saying it, but, but he's not. He's not going to. They don't care over there. They don't care. You know, you just need to get him out over there. He, did 14,000, 15,000 probably, Florian, in Tirana. I don't really know what the potential is in Croatia, but you know he will sell the fight as much as he can, Babic. And if you can hold him up as being a professional world champion, yeah, they've got Hergovic, but you can probably do something with him in a really interesting location. And that's... That's what they're thinking with it. 100% that's what they're thinking.
0: Yeah, very Al Siesta is definitely something. If you know Al Siesta, kind of, even people who've watched Al Siesta's interviews yeah. and, and the way he's been, there's is, is definitely a specific very Siesta. That there, yeah, but you it.
2: get him out in Zagreb or you get him out in, in Split or, or wherever you want to do it, wherever it sits best, um, then I don't see why you couldn't... It, it doesn't have to be a football stadium as well. I've thrown that out there because it's always a possibility. I, I don't really know what the potential is, but get him to to ram out 5000 you know imagine the atmosphere it'd be it'd be great and he does sell it as you say you've got the savage
0: and yeah. coming out dressed in whatever he's going to be wearing on the night um just on Rozanski, was mentioned there about his wins over Arthur Spilker and Izu Agunu seems to be kind of very much built from the same cloth as Babich comes forward i don't think necessarily the, the tightest technically comes forward and lets his hands go I'm very interested to see what happens if he hits Babbage. We've seen Babich now in his last couple of fights. He boxed Adam Bowski, David Spilmont, and he was hurt in both of those fights. He was really hurt at the end of the Bowski fight. He got hit after the bell, and he was really on Queer Street at the start of the 10th round and managed to get through it. So I'm very interested to see what happens if and when Rozanski is able to get forward, get past the kind of marauding Babich style, and land something on his chin.
2: Yeah, and I think that's a question for the pair of them. Um, and, and that's what makes it interesting because they, they both, B- Babich does seem to have some vulnerabilities um, and finding a way through to, to test them out has never appeared to be the most difficult thing in the world. So I don't really expect this to go the distance, this fight. It really, it's a bit of a cliche, but it really could just be a case of who lands clean first. That could be enough. That could be enough, and I think it will be very entertaining to watch whilst it, whilst it lasts, and that and that's what it's doing there. That's why it's at the top of this bill. And Babic is travelling to Poland for it. He's obviously got no kind of reservations about that whatsoever. And you look at these two shows they've taken on the road, boxer the the one in the one in Paris. We obviously we had Dan on that Dan Aziz, and and that was a massive night for him. So that that brought. A domestic fighter in a big fight, a European title fight. Um, but then Takam Yoka was always an interesting fight where you look to it and just think, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of, that's kind of fascinating. Uh, Name wise, Babic and Rosansky aren't the same, but when you kind of look at the pair of them, you do just think to yourself, hmm, okay, yeah, that's, that, I don't imagine that being a boring watch
0: absolutely like I'm an unashamed member of the Babbitcher, the savage army yeah I, I I'm more than happy to watch him fight and particularly look if it's for a world title and it's going to be another fight where he's going to be in a rock'em, sock'em style fight then then a I'm good all match is it. a
2: good match isn't it exactly. it's, it's it's as simple as that and and i I don't really ever understand why people have a problem kind of admitting that sometimes because you don't they don't have to be two elite fighters to to watch it just to, to see a really good fight, you know, it's 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 that simple. It's like if you watch uh, two top teams go at it in the Champions League, it can be a great technical match, but just not it's not going to be a thriller minute. Whereas, you know, there was this incredible game in the National League between Wrexham and Notts yeah. County a couple of weeks ago. You know, just you know, comparing different sports is never ideal, but people will understand what I'm saying. You know, a good match is a good match, and. It doesn't matter if they're not going to set the world alight and the Saudis aren't going to throw half a billy at them to go and box over there. Who cares? You know, I yeah. think they'll give us what what we expect to get on Saturday.
0: Absolutely. And we expect violence uh, in Brzezanski versus Babic. Um, moving on, a certain Martin Bacoli versus Ihor Um uh, Bacoli's kind of, you mean, you mentioned there about Carlos Takam and, and Tony yoker He, of course, went over to Paris and put a real beat in on Tony Yoker twelve months or so ago. He's not boxed since um Martin Bacoli. But he's there. He's there. He's I think he's number two with the WBA. Um he's in the conversation. He is now of course with boxer. Um and a bit of a dark horse in the heavyweight division, I think, Bacoli.
2: Yeah, I think that's I think that's a fair comment. He's he's the the problem really for him is is getting fights that are going to elevate him in, in other rankings and and get him up that ladder because he is good enough that you would look at him and really wonder what was in it for you if 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 you were above him or you felt that you were above him why would you um that that's the issue anyone's got who's trying to really force their way into that onto that top tier uh, and I feel like that that is the problem because a win like that against Joka, what that should lead to further opportunities, but it can close doors just as easily as it, as it opens them for, for exactly the reason I've just given. And, and it was a really, I mean, it was a comprehensive one-sided beating and, and they're probably the worst scorecards I've ever seen, I think, mm. for that fight and that, that really does, you know, that that that's no cheap statement. <laughs> um, I've seen Sevojutski on one of Alex Krasiuk's cards I went over to Kiev at the end of 2021 and he was in with Kamal Sokolovsky. He's a big, big lad, hence the fact that he's called Hulk. And from what I remember, he was technically kind of set up well enough, but there was nothing special about him. And Bacoli, I think, will just chip away um, and see if he can force the stoppage. Because... What I like about Bacoli is that he's got he's got a good bit of variety about him. I think he's a clever fighter because I remember watching him against Kevin Johnson. And I know people will say, well, Kevin Johnson is Kevin Johnson. He's he's well over the hill. But when Bacoli stopped him, it was still at the point where not many people were doing that. And that's still the case now. Yeah. And he did it because he just got on top of him, nice fast hands, varied up with the weight of shot and just kept hitting him until the referee stepped in and and called it off because he knew that Johnson can handle someone who looks to try and go in there and take him out with one big clean shot so he didn't do that now he is a good fighter no question but it's just how do you who do you get for him next assuming all goes well on the weekend to kind of get him moving upwards
0: yeah I mean Carlos Takam I think you suggested that yeah um... Takam
2: would be would be a good name for him I think that would be a good fight I think people would like that fight um, you think about him now, signed with Boxer. Everybody in the UK knows who Takam is because obviously fought AJ, fought Joe Joyce, um, fought Derek Chisora. He's been on some big nights over here, so people know him. Um, that probably is the most obvious thing to do with him.
0: Yeah, and you'd you, you think Carlos Takam I mean, would fight anybody. He always has done. He's not yeah. really shown any willingness to sort of... And that, that
2: team Bacoli will want someone bigger than that, of course, but I don't realistically see... How that would happen.
0: He's going to have to get himself into some sort of mandatory position, isn't he? I think Um, so. And we've just seen Deontay Wilder has been kind of plonked in at number one with the WBA. Um, WBA mandatory, of course, is next with Daniel Dubois, which means once that fight happens, the WBA mandatory goes straight to the back of the rotation. You're going to have to wait a little while there. So it kind of makes sense about what you're saying about him having to be ranked with other governing bodies or maybe taking a fight against somebody who's got a higher standard in the sport. But again, it comes back to, okay, why would you fight Martin Bacoli? You know, he's a very good mm. fighter. He's yeah, mentioned he the, the he variation. One of the criticisms I think I had of him a while back was that I just felt like he could do a bit more sometimes. Um But I feel like he's kind of addressed that in recent performances. Yeah. Like, I mean,
2: people kind of said that towards the end of the fight against Joker. Like, why didn't he just get him out of there? Mm. But, I can totally understand why he didn't, because he absolutely, one hundred percent, didn't need to. Yeah. And the only way it could go wrong was if he got a bit reckless, got a bit greedy, and Joker somehow found something which didn't look likely. But that was the only way that could go wrong. And as I say, the cards were an absolute shambles. He, he won every, he won every, every round in that fight. So, yeah, it's, um, I mean, it's not something I can see happening. But but would he, would he fight Zhang? the i am sure he was I, th- I think he probably would take sure it against anyone would. to be honest because they're often i mean billy nelson's been banging a drum for him for forever um and, and you need people to do that for you because martin doesn't really say a lot to be honest he 's got an unbelievable backstory that isn't out there maybe as much as it as it should be um he's a prince basically um grew up in the Lua, Lua region of of congo his dad was 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 the king um And that's his background. His older brother, um, Makabu, who we saw lose to Badu Jack, he he went off to South Africa to pursue a pro boxing career and he eventually followed him um, and everything went from there. And now he lives in Airdrie uh, with Billy Nelson. Like it's, you know, he is most definitely the only Congolese prince in that village.
0: Um,
2: But it's great, you know, it's a really, really good story. And like I say, it's probably not out there as much as it should be. Um, And he can definitely fight, you know, I remember... Funnily enough, um, I don't really pay too much attention to anything anyone says to me about, about commentary, about anything I've said. I, I'll always listen, but it's generally kind of opinion based on, oh, I thought you were a bit too this or a bit too that. And I don't get a lot of it anyway. But but something Billy said to me once is actually one of the very few things that I actually paid attention to and, and, and thought, actually, yeah, you're right about that. Because I remember after he lost to Hunter, he was back on Sky... Not that long after that, or it was after the win against Mariusz Vac anyway. And, and I did one of his fights. That was in Poland? Uh, yeah. For and the I, Polish
0: heavyweight title, by the way?
2: It was, it was. Um, I did one of his fights, and um, yeah, it was fine. And then he was on another card, and I saw Billy the day of the fight, and he just wandered over to me. He's not backwards and coming forward, is he? Uh, and just said something like, you know, 23 seconds, Andy. And I was just like, What? Um, 23 seconds it took you to to mention Martin Bacoli's defeat to Michael Hunter. And I said, well, Bill, you know, it happened. It's part of the story. And he said, yeah, but, you know, it's not the only thing he's ever done. And I had to think about that, and I thought, actually, that's a fair point. Um, and I took that on board kind of kind of across the board, to be honest, where you just, some things, they did happen a while ago, and people have rebuilt since then. And yeah, you can mention it at some point. But you have to allow people to move on from that. It's not the thing that defines them. So, you know. Billy probably thinks that people don't listen to him enough, but I did listen to him on that one.
0: Okay, that's enough Billy Nelson praise for one podcast. Um, (laughs) But you mentioned there about uh, the Tony Yoka fight, but I mean, I'm going to upset him now, but I don't care. Um, The Michael Hunter loss, um, which is a little while ago now, it was at York Hall. Yeah. Felt like that was just a case of, look, and Bacoli is super talented, and we've all seen that in the ring, and Billy Nelson would have seen more of it than all of us, because obviously he's his trainer. Do you feel like there was... An element of them looking past hunter obviously Hunt, hunter being a cruiserweight at the time coming up i remember at the time was um, a cyclone promotion show and it was kind of you know beat him get him in the heavyweight mix and what have you but it looks as though he's learned you know whatever lessons that he needed to learn from that fight because since then he has been good he's beat Sergei kuzmin you mentioned um, kevin johnson obviously marius vack which at the time in mean, stopping marius Vak mm. then. I mean, stopping him at all is, is, is yeah, good. Yeah, and to
2: take it straight off the back of Hunter in yeah. Poland, that, that was that was shit or bust. And you don't do that unless you've got total confidence but in, in yourself as a fighter, and your trainer doesn't do that unless they've got total confidence in you.
0: Yeah, because otherwise, I mean... You you're know, finished, aren't yeah, you? exactly. A back-to-back defeat on at that stage of your career. Just trying to have a look now at some of the other heavyweight rankings and to see where... Mr. Bacoli is he has- outside
2: of that top five or six? Where you would in no particular order, or you know people might have different orders, but but what people generally go for is Fury, Usyk, Wilder, Joshua, and now probably Zhang um, or Ruiz uh, with Ruiz at six. That's I, I would say because Ruiz has recently been a unified champion. That's your top five or six, and then outside of that, it's kind of Hergevich. um It's kind of well Hugovic beat Zhang but anyway you know what I mean I, yeah, I, yeah. and then there's Joyce the, there's, those are the ones that people are talking about and that, that's what he needs to break into the kind of lower end of that doesn't he but it's hard because why would any of them fight him as we as we were saying previously
0: There's Arslanbek Makhmodov who is number 5 with the WBA and is obviously number 2 and he's also number 5 with the WBC and is number 7 that kind of makes sense from a political point of view yeah yeah
2: that would um, work but if you're <laughs> Macmudov again
0: who's also fought Takam and, and beat Takam um, yeah. last year yeah the Takam fight I think makes a lot of sense so there you go Billy bit of free matchmaking for you um, Martin Bacoli they liked it next
2: door there we go
0: yeah <laughs> Martin Bacoli uh, to fight Zhile Zhang I think would be good yeah that's the one Mahmoudo fights are not really going to happen. Takam I think is the most practical but Gile Jiang, on the back of the win over Joe Joyce I think is, the, is, the, is yeah. the sexy option. Yeah,
2: over in Beijing.
0: Yeah, for sure. Why not? Or in the Congo. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Um, okay, right. We were going to talk a, a little bit more detail about this card but um, we're now kind of hearing that um, Caroline Dubois is unfortunately not on the card. Um, so we're going to wrap it up. Well, obviously today's podcast has been primarily focused around Javante Davis versus Ryan Garcia, which we're going to see this weekend. But before we finish things, I'm going to go to you for prediction time. Alan Babich versus Lukas Rosansky for the WBC Bridge Aweight Championship of the World. How do you see it going, Andy? The Babich If you title. ask me
2: tomorrow, I could give you a different answer. And if you ask me the day after, I could give you a different answer again. But I'll, I'll say Babich. Um, I'll say Babic by stoppage because I don't see how this goes the distance in five. Okay. I'm going to go for Babic by
0: stoppage as well in five. So, okay. So there we go. An early night for Alan Babic and Martin Bacoli versus Hulk because it's easier to say than Szywodzutski. Oh, there we go.
2: I mean, he is a big, big boy. Um, but I feel like if Bacoli goes about it in the way that he did against someone like Kevin Johnson, for example and is busy, 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 then he can, he can force a stoppage. He can force a stoppage. Maybe not with, with, with chinning the guy, but with the referee, just deciding that, that that's enough now.
0: Okay. you going out to Poland?
2: We are, we're doing the commentary from Sky. Um, Andy's going out, Andy Scott's going out, uh, John Dennon's going out. I don't think they were super confident about what they might find on the ground from the kind of Technological point of view, yeah, um, which is understandable
0: interesting i'll be in cardiff this weekend while ben faruqi is out having the time of his life in las vegas but that's enough from us today thanks to everybody for for sitting around and listening to us all ramble and including barry jones who of course had to leave us slightly early but from me rob Tebbett, from andy clark and barry jones who's obviously left us thanks very much for stopping by today for the id boxing podcast don't forget to like comment and subscribe and let us know who you think wins this weekend javonte davis or ryan garcia Thanks very much for catching up with you. We'll see you next time.